Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Rebel News live stream on this, a Tuesday, April 5th, 2022. I'm David Menzies and my co-host, well, let me tell you a little <laughs> bit about my co-host. Do you know, folks, this is National First Contact Day, and my pal always has her phaser set on fun. See what I did there? She is always looking super duper behind the wheel of her Mini Cooper. She is the Khaleesi of Leslieville. She is Natasha Biazzi. How you doing there, my friend? You know, I'm doing all right. I, every time you give me that wonderful intro, I just feel like I'm ready to take on the world and fight globalism. So thank you for that. Yes, that is a anti-globalism introduction <laughs> for sure. It sure is. Now, normally, uh, my dear friend, the Khaleesi of the Khaleesi's, uh, Sheila Gunn-Reed, is in this space at this time, but she's covering some uh, special court proceedings regarding the Alberta necromancer. I love what, what how Sheila refers to Dina Henshaw, yeah. the uh, Alberta Health Services head honcho. Um, so that is very important, and we don't want to miss a word of her testimony. So thank you so much, Natasha, for filling in. And at this time, usually Sheila tells the folks what it is we're trying to do and uh, <laughs> why we'll, we might have to. Oh, no, we'll definitely have to say goodbye. Yes, we will, yeah. Uh, because our very own City of Toronto necromancer, uh, <laughs> she's going on about masks again already. Uh, my goodness gracious, the, the mandate just ended on March yeah. 21st. It hasn't not, been that long. Like so. two weeks? <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, we'll so, definitely get there. Yeah. We'll get there. But right now now we are streaming on YouTube, Rumble, Getter, SuperU, and Odyssey. So be sure to send in your chats as well because we will be reading those throughout the show. Um, but as my colleague David Menzies has said, we will be jumping off of YouTube. So be sure to click the link in the description. We'll let you know when to go and join us on Rumble or elsewhere. So... Yes, and uh, like uh, Natasha said, folks, well, as much as we appreciate the coverage we get on YouTube, more than 1.5 million subscribers, mm -hmm. um, the fact is the people in Silicon Valley, they are <laughs> censorious thugs. There's no other way to put it. And uh, if you don't play by their rules, uh, well, listen, they've already demonetized us for no valid reason, and that's <laughs> the truth. And we don't want to be deplatformed. In fact, sometimes it's hard to believe we're still on yeah. YouTube. But um, <laughs> so that's the um, that's the high wire that we're walking. Uh, we like the coverage. We don't necessarily like their rules and their political ideology, especially given that they're based in the land of the First Amendment. You know that little <laughs> freedom of speech thingy. What's that? Yeah, I know. Uh, well, actually, to tell you the truth, I think these people running the Silicon Valley tech giants, Natasha, um, they probably find the U.S. Constitution and the Bill of Rights to be repugnant documents. Yeah, it's a bit inconvenient for them, I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. maybe we should talk about Elon Musk then. I Absolutely. Think, that's, that's a, a great segue. segue. Yeah, let's uh, talk about it. And Adam and I did talk about this uh, yesterday, too. Mm -hmm. um, uh, first of all, we see Elon Musk joining Twitter's uh, board of directors and I don't know if this was a joke or not, but uh, I heard the um, emails uh, going towards Mr. Musk from people at the Twitter company were already, please don't fire yeah. me. Please don't embrace our very own cancel culture. And I think some people even resigned because they don't align with him, I guess. Oh. I don't know if it's politically or socially, but like these people were like, oh my gosh, Elon. You know, he's just 
being established on the board of directors. You yeah. don't know what he stands for no. or where he's going to take the company. And Natasha, for them to resign, I guess he's this giant trigger warning. Yeah. It's kind of funny because, you know, you'd think they're on board with Elon Musk. I mean, the Tesla yeah. is an electric car. Yeah. I thought the left is all about, all about electric cars. And uh, so he's down with that revolution. But maybe he has some right of center opinions like, oh, I don't know, embracing freedom of speech. So here's my question to you, Natasha. What do you think Elon Musk's um, unspoken strategy is here? Is he out to save uh, free speech or it could this be? I mean, Elon Musk is a businessman. Uh, Twitter stock is up today uh, as because of this announcement. What is going on here? Yeah, I I find him to be incredibly difficult to understand. He's quite an enigma. I, yeah. you, I think that's safe to say. I'm not really sure what the, the game he's playing is. I think he probably just has a lot of money and he's having fun with it too. Like, I think there's just a part of it. He's just like, it's hilarious what he's doing. Like, there's so much conservative, you know, opposition on Twitter. Um, you know, they don't really celebrate free speech the way they're supposed to. And I think he's just like, this will be fun. You know, you might be right. You know? I mean, we all dream, I think, if we win um, Lotto Max, uh, let's call it FU money, right? <laughs> that we have so many tens of millions of dollars that we don't care what people think. That's why my uh, first purchase, folks, if I ever did win Mega Millions, it's would a good be one. a Batmobile. Yeah. yeah, I'd be driving around town like Hogtown's Cape Crusader. I call first dibs <laughs> on the first ride, everyone. You oh, heard it here first. Will you wear a Robin costume? Yes, I will. I think you would yeah. look dapper in a Thank Robin costume. Thank you so costume. much. Thank you. <laughs> and, and I mean, but, you know, the here's the thing. If Elon Musk is a trigger to Twitter <laughs> employees, what do you think about this? There are already... Um, a legion of Twitter users, Natasha, urging Elon Musk to reinstate uh, President Trump's yeah. uh, Twitter account. Man, you might see uh, a mass exodus. And that's a good thing yeah. of the woke soy boy contingent <laughs> at Twitter. Um, you know, let's let's see that happen. First of all, I'll say this. The very idea that the ex-president of the United States... I know is banned. And meanwhile, there are literally those who advocate terrorism on Twitter mm -hmm. is absolutely repugnant and an absolute uh, affront uh, to the First Amendment and free speech. No, I, I recall when President Trump was kicked off. I, I was stunned because this is he was like the sitting, well, not the sitting president at the time, but he was the president, like, what the heck? You, like, if you can do that to the president, like, you and I are toast because yeah. we're we're small potatoes in yeah. the world of Twitter. You know, like, it just it's it's shocking that people not only were like celebrating this, but like want further censorship to be you know administered on the platform. And it's like, don't these people realize that you are not safe from the mob either? Like, they will come for you. Like you're like, you know, there's no safe space if, if we're going to just cancel the president of the United States. You know, you're 100 percent right. I mean, it's also an affront to those who subscribe to classical liberalism when right. you're all about freedom of speech and expression and press and liberalism today. It's being co-opted by ultra progressives mm -hmm. and I would even say Marxists. Yeah. And it's basically, you know. Yeah, in yesterday's decade, you could, I remember on campus, you could have an argument about the most contentious things, Natasha, mm -hmm. um, gun control, abortion, and so on. 
And after the debate's over, you'd go to the pub and everybody would have a beer and um, life goes on. Now you say an opinion that goes against the PC woke grain and you are to be canceled. Yeah. You are to be shut down. How does anyone think that's a good thing? How did liberalism morph into this Orwellian mindset where it's one approved opinion only, and if you do not subscribe to it, you are canceled, as in forever. Yeah, and it's it's kind of funny because it's like, do these people not realize they have sins as well? They, I'm sure if, if someone went digging back into their background, they would find something on them as well. So like, you're never safe from the cancellation. So just like, let people be, I think, is what we really need to start doing. Well, you know, and also whatever happened to second chances? Yeah. In Canada, Amazing. first degree yeah. murder, maximum sentence, 25 years, and you're going to be released. Yeah. And we believe in giving a person even one who deliberately took the life of another person, Natasha, a second chance. Right. He's been rehabilitated. He's done his time. Isn't it amazing? You can commit the ultimate egregious sin, which is taking a life, and you get a second chance. But if you are guilty of wrong speak, wrong thought, uh, you're in the penalty box forever. Yeah. Unless you're an elitist, then you're exempt from oh, yeah. everything. But what are your thoughts on um, people suggesting Elon Musk start his own social media platform? Because although Twitter is kind of a progressive hellhole, I like going on there and being exposed to different ideas. I, I don't think, I think to your point, the conversation is not as healthy anymore, but it's still nice to see that there are these nut jobs on Twitter. It's entertainment at the very least. So do you find that like when these conservatives create these more conservative minded platforms that it's kind of just becomes an echo chamber when we're not able to facilitate discussion? Well, you know what? Maybe he can do both, Natasha. That's a good he, point. He can take, you know, take over Twitter. Oh, what a dream that would be. I'm sure it would be far less restrictive, especially mm -hmm. for those with right of center opinions. Yeah. And he could also have his other platforms. Certainly he's got the do re me to do so. <laughs> I mean, as I mentioned, Adam, what I find so despicable about the Silicon Valley tech giants. If you go back about 15 years ago or so when they started up, I'm talking Facebook and Twitter and YouTube, it was really bait and switch, wasn't it? It was come one, come all. This yeah. is the wild west of free speech. Once they gained uh, critical mass, because think about uh, where were you know the likes of Facebook and YouTube and Twitter, when you first heard those words, mm -hmm. I mean, YouTube, Facebook, I mean, it was like, what's that? Well, now they're household names. And since it became household names, it became like this, Natasha, you, 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 out. We don't like your opinions. So they actually um, reached out to everybody. They got free content, free content. Imagine that. And then they decided they, were be they would devolve into censorious thugs. Um, I'm just saying it's bait and switch. It's, I don't think it's fair. No. I don't think it's just. And if Elon Musk can be a voice for change at Twitter, at least, uh, well, we'll see where it goes from there. Yeah, I welcome it. I welcome yeah, it. Definitely. I do, too. I do, too. Um, Maybe. Sorry. Okay, then. I see also on our... Well, this isn't this interesting. Yes, this is a fun one. <laughs> BLM, Black Lives Matter, secretly used... $6 million in donations. Sorry, how much? Six million. Is it six, <laughs> six million? million? No. Or it is. It's six million. It's dollars or pounds. No, it is because it, I'm 
Oh yeah, it's from the Daily, Daily Mail. Mail. It, it is indeed $6 million. That yeah. would be U.S. dollars. What's that, about um, $140 million Canadian dollars? <laughs> Probably something like around there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know how the Canadian peso is doing these days. <laughs> um, but and, and what did they use that money for? Well, it was to buy a 6,500-square-foot mansion uh, in Southern California. Oh, look, it has parking for 20 cars. I'm sure they're all plug-in electric and uh, <laughs> hybrid cars. Um, you know, the first thing that springs to mind, uh, Natasha, Black Lives Matter, if you research this organization, this is indeed a Marxist organization. Yes, oh, yeah. But again, we see uh, that Marxism, it ain't for the Marxists, no. is it? No, 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 definitely not. Um, my favorite part about this whole, uh, I guess, situation is that they're trying to justify it, saying they're going to be using it for like influencer housing or like a safe space for people. And then they're going to be doing like production to create like content. And so it's like, really, you needed a six million dollar house to do that? Buy some office space like Heller. Well, you're absolutely right. I mean, I look no further than here at Rebel News. Exactly. I mean, you know, if you already looked at our uh, office space, folks, it is the definition of an industrial bunker. <laughs> I mean, it is so nondescript. But um, we can, uh, thanks to our technical wizards behind the boards mm -hmm. like Olivia and Efron and all the rest, Natasha, we, we can do production values that uh, make us look as good or as better as the multi-billion dollar CBC, yeah. uh, such as the way technology has evolved and has come down in cost. So it certainly doesn't need to cost six million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> where's the mansion part coming in? Uh, they could. And, and to think these are, um, you know, donor dollars. Yeah. Uh, did the people donating that money realize it was going to a Southern California mansion? Um, because so. you could get way more for your buck. Uh, by going to some industrial park and putting up your studio there, if that in is indeed the goal. But, I mean, who's kidding who here? They want to live in the lap of luxury. Yeah. And uh, you don't go to some, I don't know, some area that where the you're, you're next door to the U-Haul uh, the trailer <laughs> uh, rental place. You want to live life large uh, like you're the Clampets just striking oil, right? You know, wouldn't it be nice if they used that money to actually uh, uplift the black community in the United States? I don't know. I don't think Black Lives Matter is all about uplifting you must uh, be right. black lives. You I must think be right. Donald Trump did more for black lives. Yes. If you look at the, stati the statistics, um, record low um, black unemployment during the Trump administration. And then when you tie that into uh, low inflation, uh, energy uh, independence for the first time in 70 years, uh, certainly black people like all Americans would benefit from mm -hmm. that. But Black Lives Matter, they're... Um, I think they destroyed black lives. Yeah. I think of the riots of two years ago, uh, Natasha, in um, heavily black communities. How does burning to the ground a mom, pa, dry cleaning facility or a convenience store that is owned and operated by black people, how is that making a statement um, in terms of racial justice? Yeah, it's it's egregious. And I mean, even just their their mandate about how they want to denuclearize the family. I mean, the family is the bedrock for a functioning society. We know that fatherlessness is a huge issue is. in the black community in the United States. And yet they want to further 
They want to further push these people into poverty by I just it's it's insane how people can't see through this. But, you know, got to put that black square in your Instagram. okay, or else you're a bigot. (laughs) No. And uh, even speaking about fatherlessness in the black community, uh, which is a big deal, Mm -hmm. um, might be as high as 70 percent. I'm trying to think of the last. It's very high. Um, It's almost a third rail um, in terms of politics. When uh, you have a uh, discussion about that, I mean, there's so many liberals out there and it's here in Canada, too. Uh, their answer to um, for the black community and for uh, those areas that uh, have a higher black percentage, which have also a higher crime rate is something that I find insulting, which is let's just put up more basketball courts. Ugh. Yeah, just toss them a basketball. That'll keep them busy. But this, they, they actually mean that. They actually think that a prevalence of basketball courts uh, has something to do with lowering crime and being a Band-Aid solution, I guess, to the fact that there's no father in the house. No, and you you put that perfectly. I was just going to say, that's the thing about these progressives and these Democrats. Everything they do is about a Band-Aid solution. They don't really, because they, at the end of the day, they want people to rely on them forever. They want them. It's just this horrible cyclical thing that's never going to end because they will be they have voters for life now. You are 100 percent right. It's devastating. So, um, you know, we should. um, Do we have anyone in California that can pay a visit to that uh, that mansion? You know, if anyone has a private jet, we'll go. (laughs) So please. (laughs) Uh, But what do you want to bet? I'm, you know, without uh, delving too much into it. What do you want to bet that this is going to be like a gated mansion? Oh, that, yeah. You know, the idea that you're the Avon lady or <laughs> some kid on Halloween trick-or-treating, you ain't getting anywhere near the front door. For six million bucks, <laughs> it better have a gate. You better have a gate for six million dollars, <laughs> yeah, you know? <laughs> so, But, um, you know, going from one egregious thing to another, yes. I see, well, what do you know? Prolific children's author J.K. Rowling. Is facing death threats from who? Oh, it can't be. This has to be a misprint. (laughs) The transgender activist. Ooh, and which platform were these threats taking place on? Our favorite platform, Twitter. Unbelievable. Unsurprising. (laughs) Why doesn't this, uh, you Twitter people, um, violate the terms and conditions of the community? So if you have, um, if you talk about uh, those in the radical transgender movement, if you refer to them uh, by the wrong pronoun, uh, you're eradicated, but you can advocate for murder. For murder? And yep. I thought, isn't this part of the the community uh, Natasha? guidelines? Well, but also, don't these folks, aren't they all about love Trump's hate? <laughs> but if you disagree with them, we're going to put a magnum to your head and blow your brains out. I mean, this is just outrageous. It is. And, and I, I guess apparently this one clip that um, I think that this article is based off of was eventually removed. But originally, I think when they when it was reported, they said that it did not like offend community guidelines at all. So should we play the clip? Oh, please. Yeah, let's do it. No, sorry. Yeah, we're just going to see if we can play this clip for y'all. But um, as Olivia looks for it, they, uh, J.K. Rowling and women like her, they're referred to as TERFs. Yes. What does that mean again? So 
as some of you may know, I'm the co-host of Misunderstood uh, with Catherine Kozunowski. We actually talk about this a lot, and we are apparently also TERFs. So we've we've <laughs> learned a lot about this recently. Um, so trans-exclusionary radical feminists. Okay, so this is when you don't when you believe in biology and you respect biology, that's usually when they deem you a turf. You know, isn't this amazing, especially in the context of Liar Thomas, I mean, Leah Thomas. Uh -oh. um, <laughs> you know, this is a biological male who was at best a mediocre swimmer in the men's division. He pretends he's a female now <laughs> and he um, wipes the pool uh, with the biological females, you in some circles, you can't even call him a he, which he is. Uh, you can't even refer to, you know, the elephant in the rule that this is a male who, thanks to muscle mass, cardiovascular capacity, and so on, has an inherent disadvantage against real biological females. That the fact that twas ever thus in sports, uh, male and female separate divisions, except for equestrian and auto racing. You uh, might be the, a turf. Part of your wife. Yeah, I'm going turf. down that route. But the point I'm trying to make here, uh, Natasha, is when it comes to climate change, when it comes to the coronavirus, how often do we hear the phrase "follow the science"? Follow the science. You're a, you're a denier. You're you're a climate denier. You're a COVID denier. And yet, when it comes to biology. <laughs> Because that guy is a dude, as Austin Powers once said, that's no woman, that's a man, man. You know, you are suddenly not a denier, uh, but you are a hater. And suddenly science, at least when it comes to biology 101, that goes out the window. I think this is a, a despicable double standard. It is. It absolutely is. And we talk about this on the show a lot. You must be a really big fan because, <laughs> because <laughs> you basically took the words right out of my mouth. No, it's it's horrible. And I mean, even not even just sports, but let's talk about other female spaces too, like prisons. Um, if you identify as a woman and you go into a women's prison and you attack or harm another woman, it's not considered, it's considered women on women crime. Yeah. How How is that okay? How is any sane woman okay with that? It's just, it's evil. This is completely evil and it's an erasure of women. And I, I'm, I'm mad. Well, I don't want to be repetitive, but I can tell you <clears throat> last year, and I, we spoke about this uh, yesterday, uh, Adam and I, I went down to the female penitentiary in Kitchener, Ontario. There was a protest about this very thing. The policy right now, thanks to Justin Trudeau, folks, uh, here's your feminist in action. Mm -hmm. A prisoner merely has a say, I identify as female. No operation, no slicing and dicing the genitals, no hormone shots, uh, voila. And they go to um, a female penitentiary. And it's so insane that one of the ex-cons, a female one, a biological female one, uh, said to me that if you misgender your cellmate, if you call a he a he, uh, you can face some time in solitary. And yet uh, this is um, uh, just an egregious situation. I got to tell you, um, uh, I don't know, if, shall we Shall we play a clip of that too? Because yes. uh, the prison guards were more concerned about me interviewing someone on the prison grounds. And by the prison grounds, I don't mean at their door, folks. I mean, just on a grassy berm, uh, just so we could get the sign of the institution in camera lens. They were more concerned about that than they were about males and I'm talking muscular males pretending uh, they're females. 
and at one point even called the police. And just while you see what a police officer, Sergeant Hand of the Waterloo Regional Police, had to say to me. Can we roll that? Uh, oh, I can't wait. person that's manager here uh, and they were they know you were coming they yeah. had, you had a conversation with them uh, there was a, a small complaint that um, someone with a camera and a microphone might have gone onto the property so their concern is uh, the privacy of the people inside the institution no problem with everybody being here uh, you have the right to, uh, to do what you're doing here but they just ask that nobody actually go onto the property yeah. if that's fair Hey, officer, if I can, I, I'm David Menzies of Rebel News. What do you think about biological males being put in the same penal institution as biological females? Unfortunately, you're going to have to phone uh, headquarters and talk to the media relations department. So You don't have an opinion on that yourself, sir? Uh, I can't give you an opinion, but uh, the media relations department can certainly help you with that. Right, sir, one last thing. If I do get arrested for trespassing, I want to declare to you, Officer Hand, that I right now identify as a female and if I'm found guilty I want to be incarcerated in that building is that okay uh, well this is a federal prison sir and I nobody said it, anything about getting arrested today okay but if I do I want to be known as a female as of this moment uh, sir you have the right to do whatever you want it's apparently so so yet again folks when it you know, there, there you go. You're right. Uh, savvy observation. He misgendered me, calling me a, a he because I was already bigot. identifying as a she. But yeah. that line, Natasha, does that not say it all in Justin Trudeau's Canada from Sergeant Han's uh, uh, mouth? Uh, you have the right to be whatever you want. Yeah. You know, um, so I guess right now I'm a woman, folks, and uh, check back in 25 minutes. Uh, I might be a Zenith television by that time. Um, <laughs> you know, and it's also incredible that he is self-censoring himself, probably for a good reason. Because if he were to speak common sense, if he were to say, you know, uh, uh, Menzies, I think that it's outrageous you have men yeah. in a penal situation with women, many of whom have come from abusive yeah. relationships with men beating them. I think that's not right. For saying such a commonsensical thing, you know he's going to be reprimanded, even terminated. Oh, for us. sure. Yeah. There, it's just, it's insane. It's insane. And these people, like he's a police officer. He's supposed to be protecting. And that includes women. Women are some of the most vulnerable people. Like, I just, it's crazy that he's, people are choosing politics over true safety and protection. It's just, I, I just, it's just so backwards. And, and you know, I must point out because less people think, oh, you are transphobes. We're really talking about the radical trans oh, yeah. community and those people who are grifters, who are uh, doing a con, pretending to be trans because. At that protest in uh, Kitchener last year, folks, I can tell you there was somebody from the trans community uh, who was with the protesters saying this is not right. Yeah. That, you know, so and I mean, my philosophy, Natasha, is that, you know, if you want to pretend you're male or female, listen, we if, have freedom. Right? If you're a consenting adult. Yeah. 100 percent. Yeah. You want to live your life that way. But when you are enforced, trying to enforce your agenda, when you're bringing this stuff into the schools, mm -hmm. uh, when you are uh, destroying women's sports, when you are becoming a clear and present danger to female prisoners. No, that's where I draw the line. Yeah. You want to call me a transphobe? It's not because I can even 
point to members of the trans community that are on my side yeah. saying that. No, a thousand percent. And I mean, why are we pandering to a minority of the population? Like less than like, I think it's like 2% or 1% of the population identifies as trans. And, oh, and far less than that. Yeah, probably, right? Oh, yeah. And and like the thing is, most of the time too, when someone has gender dysphoria, they it's usually when they, it starts to come out when you're around like two, because that's when you start to understand what like mommy's a mommy, daddy's a daddy. And if you can't reconcile that within yourself, then you might have this dys dysphoric uh, feeling about yourself. And most of the time, like 99% of the time, let's throw that number out there. Kids outgrow it yeah. with proper medical care and psychology, you know, like it's like psychiatric treatment. Like it's just, why can't we just talk about that? I guess we're just a couple of turfs, though. Uh, well, yeah, I guess so. And, and by the way, I didn't mean to, uh, you know, shut down your data by saying it's far smaller than that. Because, Natasha, if you were to view the mainstream media, you would think half the planet is That's the thing, yeah. I mean, when you have Disneyland, as they did last week, saying that no more announcements uh, regarding boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen. It's just now friends. Yeah. Friend, it's like that scene from Frankenstein when he meets the blind guy. Friend, friend. Sounds real fun. <laughs> that was the original trans uh, person, wasn't it? I guess, I, mean, I think so. Um, we're probably gonna get canceled for saying that. I know. Speaking uh, of which, I think we have a J.K. Rowling's uh, hater, uh, that video, which I think is, might've been removed by now, but um, do we have that, uh, Olivia? Yeah, let's, yeah, let's, let's play roll it. this lovely lass's comments. It'll just warm the heart. <laughs> I'm just so tired. I'm so done with this shit. I never want to go outside. Never again. Pizza bucket, voice down to wire. Where nobody listens to me, then let's pray. Where devils dance with deliberate investments And every promoter says it's pay to play If I just might get past the butterflies What will that get be worth? If the best thing I can give my pussy is a new name Can I still get work? Can I still search for the right herd? And a live prey as I kill turks with a live hope Now I feel worse JK, hope you fit in the herd switch I'm bigger than a whole cinematic universe, bitch You can always protect my comment both are in your bitch I know you're Oh. oh my gosh. Oh, Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou? By the way, is that, that was cute. <laughs> male to female or female to male? I'm... I don't know, David. <laughs> You're such a turf. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you, you know, in uh, Saturday Night Live, before it got woke, back in the, uh, I guess, 80s, 90s, you had a character called Pat. And uh, it was this ongoing joke. Nobody could figure out oh, no. the gender of Pat. And Pat itself, of course, could be Patrick or Patricia. And um, so I, I'm really not trying to be funny here, um, but I don't know when it comes to who's who in the zoo, what that is. It calls herself the Little Mermaid. By the way, isn't that a little... Um, you know, gender phobic too. Mermaid shouldn't it be mer yeah. person. It should be gender neutral. You're absolutely right. Yeah, and but she's more like Captain Hook. She <laughs> says in her lyrics that she wants to stick up. You know, yeah. this is amazing. And uh, do we know? Was that voluntarily taken down or? Uh, I think it was removed. Okay. Like I think Twitter be like finally removed it after some complaints, but. Like how are, do you think like it's crazy that these people actually do garner support though? Like people are probably like so stunning, so brave. And here this person is literally threatening someone for saying that biology is real. <laughs> like what? It, it, it is despicable. And I'll tell you when it comes to JK Rowling, you know what? 
wow, she's really finding out the hard way, isn't she? Yep. Who her friends are. Because a lot of the cast members, the stars of the Harry Potter films, who, if they weren't cast in the Harry Potter films, are probably working at restaurants as waiters and waitresses right now. They're uh, they're disassociating themselves from J.K. Rowling. What a bunch of ingrates. What a bunch of losers. I know, and, and people are, I've seen a lot of other articles even about people trying to imagine the world of Harry Potter without the author. Like, without the <laughs> author, it doesn't exist, dude. Like, it's insane. And J.K. Rowling, what, what an incredible success story. Yeah. Uh, she was on social assistance at one point, and must be worth uh, hundreds of millions, I would assume, if not a billion dollars, maybe. So, um, but the fact that um, her, uh, those, those stars of those films are turning on her. And like you said, um, yeah, you know what? We really dig Harry Potter, uh, the narrative and all that, and the books, man. But we kind of wish it was written by somebody else. Because that makes sense. <laughs> that is just absolutely incredible. So there you go. Uh, part of the uh, transgender activist mafia. Uh, that is who they are uh, on the move uh, with right now. So, um, well... Okay, then our super producer, Olivia, has just informed us there's some chats uh, piling up, which is a good thing. Yeah, thank you so much. So why don't we uh, all shut up and uh, why don't you read some of our chats from our, our viewers? I would love to. Okay. So this is from AMT60. With censorship bills being pushed by the libs, and it's a possibility Canadians may be prevented from visiting Rumble or Rebel sites, do you think getting a VPN would help since it can hide IP address is? You know, uh, my tech savviness is horrible. Uh, you know, what? I, he's I, he's the manager of IT at Rebel. Oh yeah, don't, don't tell, don't ever say that. <laughs> um, so I'm not sure about the technical wizardry, but I would like to ask somebody who does know and can inform me. But this Bill C11, um, I can tell you, uh, it's going to face legal challenges for sure. Uh, this is an egregious censorship bill in which they're going to censor the internet and it's based on um hurtful things so i i guess you know in theory um natasha if i did a video where i said i hate strawberries and i don't i actually like that fruit um i imagine the strawberry farmers association or whatever it's called could uh post a complaint and have that stricken down that's how widespread it is yeah and uh, I just wonder, here's my question to you, um, you know, in, in addition to the technical way of getting around it, in addition to the court challenges that will surely follow in the months and years ahead, do you think, Natasha, that Joe and Jane, average Canadian, are hip about what's going on, especially the way in which the liberals are selling this bill? I, d I don't think so. No, I don't think I think people have no idea what's happening in our government because of the way I think they the CBC and the mainstream, not the mainstream, let's call them the legacy media. I don't like calling them the mainstream. <laughs> We're the mainstream media folks. Um, the way they write about these things, they, they always make it sound so positive and like it's a good thing and it's combating hate and violence. And I think people fall for it. Yeah. And part of the bill, too, I understand it, it's going to, you know, fund 
additionally. Oh, the good. legacy media. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, they yeah. need more money. Oh, so. uh, yeah. It, it, that taxpayer trough is yeah. just a bottomless pit. Isn't Who doesn't it? love a good bailout? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> what else do we have there in terms of chats? Oh. This is from Mike Canada. Hello. Someone thinks mask mandates in Ontario return in November. Freedom Warriors, warriors, please update your signs and protest all upcoming tyranny. We will get to that, actually, once we hop off YouTube. Um, but you know, uh, you know what? But, you know, I think what we can say safely, yeah. um, you know, much like a, a football game where, you know, there's an over under number. So it's uh, 48.5. Is it going to go under or over 48.5 points, the combined score of both teams? I think we should have a pool. Um, <laughs> you know, what month uh, do you think? And I think November is a safe bet. Because I think so. That's when flu season occurs. So Yeah, know. and that's when we went into lockdown, not this past year, but I think the year before we yeah. went into lockdown again. So... And we're safely out of election bet. zone, right? Yeah, I think, June 2nd. I, I think so. Yeah, so... Yeah. So can't I, wait. <laughs> I think I would pick uh, November if uh, if we have an over under uh, pool bet there. So yeah, there or go. maybe it'll be another December situation like this this past year. Who yeah, knows? Just yeah, just before Christmas. Yeah, you know, nothing says the holiday spirit like a mask mandate. That's so. right, and, and nothing says Christmas too than the Justin Trudeau liberals uh, <laughs> telling friends and family to not get together at Christmas time. But it's okay for Justin to go to a jam-packed fundraising restaurant in early December. Oh, yeah. And, uh, oh, beat up some certain journalists. Was that, that you? Uh, gee, I wonder, hmm. yeah. You know, who were merely standing on a sidewalk. Oh, you... I won't say anything because it's going to be the subject of a court case in the months ahead. But Do we have any more chats? All right. Sure do. This is from Mike Canada again. People must protest digital ID. If it's if it's enforced, then imagine going to a gas station to show it to show the attendant the ID only to find your info is leaked and that you can't buy gas because the government said so. Geez, I wonder if they can just you know, graph the digital idea onto my Petro Points card. Uh, That'd be convenient. I, <laughs> It'd be a little more convenient, yeah. No, but uh, but <laughs> I, I, I digress. No, certainly I'm no fan of yeah. digital IDs. And uh, we just went through, I think, a trial run with the QR codes, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, I just, I don't, I know that, you know, we can liken Canada to China, um, but I really, this is really taking it just one step too far, I think. Um, and you know what the saddest thing of all, Natasha, is that you don't need the government to mandate these mandates. And by that, I mean, uh, and I talked about this with Adam, he was booking um, uh, tickets via Ticketmaster uh, for a concert. Guess what? You need your QR code, oh. even though that's been turfed. Right. Uh, I spoke two weeks ago, I, or last week, I think it was, I, I went, it was a comic book store in Toronto, folks, called Harry Tarantula. And I walked in and uh, the, 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 the guys behind the counter were uh, almost screaming, uh, where's my mask, even though the mask mandate ended in March uh, 21st. And, um, uh, and here again, it, when I said, well, it's no longer a requirement, our chief medical health officer, uh, Kieran Moore, eradicated that you've you've always said follow the science and what they said is well our owner thinks that based on the health and safety of staff and customers we still want masks now listen i'm sure that owner knows a lot about the comic book business <laughs> you know and i'm sure harry tarantula is a fantastic store even though they certainly don't want my business and i had to leave but how is a comic book store owner um a professor of virology 
I don't know. Is maybe they read a couple Spider Mans and they're like, "There it is." I don't know. I don't know how people justify it. Um, it's it's shocking that people don't want to be free. You know. You know. Maybe you're onto something there. Uh, and you know, wouldn't the real world, folks, Natasha? Wouldn't it be great if it was like the comic book world? I mean, the idea of a radioactive spider biting <laughs> me and I get all these superpowers instead. What would happen in real life, I think, is a radioactive spider bites you and you get cancer and you slowly die painfully. <laughs> All right, let's lighten things up. <laughs> Woo! Okay. Do we, do, okay, great. So we're going to jump off YouTube so we can stop censoring ourselves about yes. COVID-19. So if you are currently on YouTube, click the link in the description to go on to Rumble, Super U, Odyssey, Getter, and we will see over there. And don't yes. forget to send in your chats because we will continue to read them. And thank you to everyone who has submitted and donated. We really appreciate it. We sure do. Yes. Are we in the clear? All Woo! right, then. Yeah, did I breach uh, YouTube gu guidelines by speaking of radioactive spiders? Probably. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the next big thing. Who's your favorite superhero, by the way? Hmm, that's a really good question. I do really like Spider-Man. I think he's funny. Yeah. He's got a sense of humor, and I like that he's smart, and he, he kind of, like, has to work through, how am I going to make this work for me? And he invents his little thingies, and I, I, I don't know. I like Spider-Man. You know, it's kind of interesting, too, because, you know, one of the great things about the Marvel comics, uh, you know, going back to the 60s, when they began um, and what made them trump the legacy comic book company DC was mm -hmm. that you had comic book characters that had to worry about paying the rent. Yes. You know, and Spider-Man was, you know, he'd always put his camera, uh, you know, in an area that could uh, shoot his fights with the supervillains yeah. so he could sell them to the Daily Bugle. And uh, they made the characters vulnerable. There was pathos. Um, now, I have to tell you what's so sad is that since Disney took over, it is just woke. Oh, crap. yeah, I know. You know, I was uh, I, I tried to watch because I heard there was so much buzz about it. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Wasn't I, good. I, I couldn't get past 20 minutes. Oh, mark. it's so sad. Yeah, it's uh, that's it, such a shame. It, it is, you know, but again, Disney, where boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen are verboten. Uh, the idea of what made these characters great. They're all being reimagined as uh, soy boys and uh, woke cancel culture crusaders. And you know what? It sucks, it stinks. I can't believe there's a market for it. Well, I, certainly- I don't think there really is though. I think that's what's funny about it. I really don't think that's what the majority is asking for. Well, I think people like these traditional characters. I, I agree. I mean, certainly um, the movie uh, did very well. I understand, and um, it's because the actors are hot. Well, I'm, I didn't see it. Like I said, I lasted yep. 20 minutes. And um, here's the thing: um, what's perversely ironic is that when it comes to the comic books, and I'm speaking whether it's DC or Marvel, the two, the big two, the original medium that started, uh, you know, the superhero franchises. It is so less relevant now, right? Um, because there's so few readers of comics compared to what it used to be. Now it's all about the movies, the TV shows, mm -hmm. the merchandise, the toys, and the original uh, medium that started it, it. It's really an afterthought. And then when you have giant corporations like Disney and in the case of DC Warner, um, it is just. Um, more indoctrination yeah. in terms of the progressive left, and it's making 
it all uh, unreadable, uh, unwatchable. I will make exceptions, of course, the uh, Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy. Yeah, well, you can't beat that. Yeah. That's the gold standard. It but is, that's yeah. the anomaly when it comes to that. Uh, you know, it, it's... It, you know, the rest of the stuff is, is dreck. No, I think those those days of the uh, Nolan Batman are long gone, unfortunately. Um, but you know what isn't long gone? <laughs> Mask <laughs> mandates, potentially. Yeah. Maybe we should talk about that. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it, it's funny. A lot of superheroes wear masks, and uh, now I guess they want us all to wear masks. Yeah. And, uh, it just shows you how much the world has changed, hasn't it, Natasha? I mean... Two years ago, you walk into a bank with a ball cap on, glasses, and a mask, and the teller is already pressing the silent <laughs> alarm. As we saw in the last two years, uh, you're getting screamed at to mask up. Yeah. And um, But here's the thing. Toronto's top doctor, that would uh, be Cruella Davila. Oh, I sorry, Eilina uh, Davila. Uh, <laughs> this is the uh, gal that sent the Toronto Mounted Unit uh, to raid a barbecue restaurant uh, going back uh, November of 2020, I believe. That seems like a right. fair response yeah. to well, barbecue. I mean, uh, it Maybe. was her signature yeah. on the, uh, the the closure order uh, at um at Maybe Adamson she's barbecue. a vegan. She just hates meat and you know, freedom. Wouldn't that <laughs> just be... That would the, be the icing on the yeah. carrot cake. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, cherry on the sundae. Yeah. Are vegans allowed to eat cherries? Or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, but so, here we have now. Here's the question: She's saying as COVID counts uh, start to rise, because now, and I, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, for the first time in my life, I heard this as a phrase: the Omicron variant. Variant. Oh, yeah, double variant. <laughs> um, that is on the rise, and uh, even though this is the less lethal of all the the variants, still the counts are rising. So uh, Davila thinks we got to go back to last year in 2020. My question is this, uh, Ms. Davila, why do you think you are a greater medical authority than your provincial counterpart, Dr. Kieran Moore? Because Natasha, yeah. he's clearly said, no, it's okay. Mm -hmm. He follows the science. He's into the, the virology. He was part of those round tables. But somehow your science trumps his science. Your science is better than his science. Explain. <laughs> That's a great point. Um, <laughs> well, and to that, to that, I mean, so how many waves are we at? Six? I think so. Six yeah. waves. So have have there not been mask mandates throughout almost the entire pandemic and the cases continue to rise, which means we've it's brought us to our sixth wave, yeah. which means it's done nothing to eradicate COVID-19 because that's obviously impossible. So why now in our sixth wave would they just finally be like, oh, this is it. It's going to work now. Six times the charm. Like what? How do they justify that? It's It makes no sense. Um, and also the phrase that we've been you know, given the last two years, Natasha, we're all in this together. Are we really? Don't think so. Adam Skelly gets his uh, restaurant chain shut down by force, by the mounted unit, if you can believe it, folks, for serving food. And as we pointed out in our video coverage, 300 meters down the road, Costco is serving food at exactly the same time. What's the difference? To way more people. Yeah, yeah. So, and when it comes to the health necromancers, as our beloved colleague Sheila Gunn-Reed likes to refer to them, <laughs> they've never 
experienced any days off. In fact, a lot of them, I understand, uh, Natasha, received raises. Mm -hmm. So um, isn't that part of the problem? Uh, we're all in this together, except when we're not. Yeah. And we want you to wear masks. And you know that business shutdowns, unless you're part of the beloved few, Walmart, Costco, the Liquor Control Board of Ontario, <laughs> um, you're, you're, it's going to be business as usual. Mm -hmm. This is really scary because, like I said, it's just been two weeks since the mask mm -hmm. mandate ended in this province. So do you think that people will actually comply if they do reinstate this? Do you know, I think so. Yeah. Uh, uh, most will. And I, you know why I say that? Because if you and I go to the Eaton Center right now, yeah. I guarantee you, before even stepping in that mall, more than half the people have their masks yeah. still on, even though they don't need no, to. No, you're right. It's, you it's know, scary. They have been so indoctrinated. Um, they are so fearful mm -hmm. and they're fearing nothing that, um, yeah, once it gets um, royal assent, they will mask up more than ever. Um, uh, not me. I'm done with it. Me I'm, too. I'm ready to um, do what the feminists did in the late 60s and early 70s, uh, burn their bras. Yeah. I'm going to burn my mask. By the way, did they actually burn their bras? I've heard that's an urban legend. We're you know, the feminists that's doing a, that. That's a good, I don't know. We'll <laughs> investigate that on Misunderstood, so stay tuned for yes, that. Could you please? Yeah, we will. Because I would imagine a brassiere is a, uh, a pretty hard thing to burn yeah, unless the metal. you had some, you know, like lighter fluid or something. All right, we won't go there. <laughs> but, um, no, I am I am absolutely obsessed with uh, uh, burning masks and burning bras today. We shall go there. But head of we... HR, folks. Head of <laughs> HR. I'm just kidding. I'm, just, I'm spreading misinformation. Um, so, and I guess maybe we should talk about uh, how the next wave of COVID is also coming. And there are seven ways that we can actually lower our risk. Oh, thank you, New York Times. I need to know how I can lower my risk. Take us through that. What are those seven ways? Let's do it. Can we get that up on the screen, please? Okay. Thank you. So how everyone, are you ready? Do you have your notebooks out? How to prepare for the new wave of COVID-19. Pay attention to COVID indicators in your community, whatever oh. the hell that means. Uh, you know what that might mean? <laughs> um, right now, I understand the health sciences people are going through sewage discharge water, and they're somehow getting COVID readings from the yucky stuff that goes in there. Uh, but other than that, what what would that mean, as Natasha said, uh, maybe somebody sneezing or doing a little cough? You do yeah. that in public these then days. Then you cross the street. Oh, yeah. like you are typhoid Mary. Yeah. I mean, you know, but so anyways, let's go. Let's continue dissecting this. Have a high quality mask <laughs> on hand because they work so well. No, but Natasha, define high quality. I have no idea. I'm guessing not one made out of your shirt, which by the way, <laughs> I kid you not. When we were on, like, when I was on the subway once, there was a sign that taught people, was teaching people how to make a mask out of a t-shirt. They didn't even say a clean t-shirt, just find a shirt, cut it up like this and put it on your face. This was like December, 2021. Well, I'll tell you, I can trump that. Speaking of public transit, Natasha, my favorite story at the height of uh, COVID, uh, it was at Young Street north of Finch. I, w I really would have pulled over if I wasn't late for an assignment. <laughs> yeah. 
and it was a guy waiting for the bus and he had cut a hole in his mask and he's got a <laughs> cigarette sticking out of his mask. And I thought, <laughs> this is unbelievable. Here he is uh, ingesting something that when used as directed will either shorten your life or kill you. But, but COVID. The, but COVID, right? <laughs> What insanity. Anyways, continue with the countdown, All right, let's friend. keep going here. Order home COVID test sooner rather than later. That's a, that's not a money grab at all. Get it sooner rather than later, David. Okay, and again, what does sooner mean? Does that mean in the month of April or yeah. November? I mean, you know, what is what is that's the timeline? It. I don't know. I don't know. And, and also, haven't we learned that, like, the tests aren't the most reliable? Like, yeah. I mean, come on. Anyway, uh, it's just such a money grab, I think. Um, okay, let's move on. Get a booster when you're eligible. But when am I eligible? Yeah. Are we up to... I think we're, on our, we're going into four boosters. Going into four. Yeah. So, hmm. great. So get your booster, David. Uh, yeah. How, how about a booster to make me appear higher in the driver's seat? How about that? <laughs> a booster seat? How about booster juice? Like, come on. Well, you know? plug for the booster juice yeah. people. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you're not woke. Um, get a pulse oxim oximeter? I'm sorry. I don't know what that is. Do you? Well, I, I can think of oximeter. Um, you know, one of our assignments last month, um, Natasha's um, our uh, cameraman, Maurizio, and I tried to go to uh, the zoo. Oh, nice. And uh, lo and behold, we were told told, um, no, you still have to have your QR code. Even though, think about this, the zoo is funded by the taxpayer <laughs> folks. And the provincial government has stopped the QR code mandate. And yet we couldn't go into the zoo. And uh, basically the premise was um, the animals are susceptible. And I said, which animals? And the guy said, I kid you not, Natasha. And look, I'm no zoologist, but this didn't ring, you know, true to me. He said, the moose type animals, the moose type. An oh. Either you're a moose or not a moose. Right. I mean, are there moose type animals? Anyways, maybe if they identify as a moose. Yeah, that's true. You know? Yeah. Maybe, maybe the leopard is identifying as a anything moose. can happen. But, you know, here's the thing. Um, originally, he said thousands of animals have died of uh, COVID-19. Um, which is really shocking because there's only about there. There I am getting booted by security, uh, and, and that's really shocking because there's only about five thousand animals at the zoo. And then he said, "Oh no, no, that's worldwide." I said, "How many have died at the Toronto Zoo?" Uh, well, the number rhymes with hero. Okay, oh. but. <laughs> we can't get into the zoo until at least April 30th because, believe it or not, they're vaccinating the animals right, right now, even though none have died. So why I'm dialing this back to, you know, stage four of that New York Times article, an oximeter, maybe this is a meter you use for oxen. Oh. Uh, to see if they have COVID in case you live on a farm with ox or something okay, like that. Okay, well, I think that could be it. Or <laughs> or this. Or this. Um, so if you have a symptom of shortness of breath or a known lung or heart condition, your doctor may recommend use of a pulse. Okay, so it's basically if you already, if you have something like a condition, like a pre-existing condition, this might be something you use. That sounds like an expensive and strange recommendation when most people don't suffer from those things. Like, I'm mm. going to just throw that out there. Like, yeah. Well, you know what? Um, we do know one thing for sure, that during this pandemic, several people have become newly minted billionaires with a B. With oh. All, you know, from the vaccines to the PPE. 
Uh, people have gotten filthy rich. So let's keep that gravy train going. Yeah, no on. kidding. Because it seems like everything on this list is a has something to do with money. Buy a mask, buy your COVID test, get your freaking oximeter. Like it's it's crazy. Yeah, it's and crazy. Not, not to mention Jerry Diaz, the ex-president of Unifor that was caught red-handed, allegedly getting a $50,000 uh, <laughs> bribe from some coronavirus supplier, which might kind of explain maybe why uh, Unifor was so gung-ho in mandating uh, mandatory vaccinations, get the jab or lose your job. What up? And now this guy's in some facility because... Uh, He's he's had a mental breakdown. Mm. I think that's called a guilty conscience. I think so. Um, <laughs> it's going to be so interesting, I think, to see how much comes out about these people who push this on us. I mean, I mean, Tamara Ugolini, one of our reporters, does a lot of journalism on this already. And they're, they're, she is. And this is kind of her beat. But I mean, there's there's bound to be just so many more people who have made these policies and implemented these policies out of corruption and out of greed. Yes. It's, it's just I can't wait to see. So what are we up to? Number five. I think we have one more or two more here. Okay. Let's see. Uh, okay, make a plan for antiviral drug treatment. I thought we weren't allowed to. I thought taking medicine like vitamin D and C was considered um, anti-science. Remember when that was uh, you were in trouble, get, would get in trouble for pushing. You know what? Health. That's an excellent point. I wonder what the devil in the details is with yeah. that statement. These are very vague. They're so vague. Yeah, you know. But make sure you follow this or else. Okay. Okay? Because you might get sick. Um, and then have backup plans for a social event and uh, travel. Oh, I know what that means, Natasha. That means your social event is going to be in cell block H when you're the latest person arrested for not following uh, the state's uh, guidelines. Yeah, so... Uh, Can't wait for that. Yeah, make fun with your new transgendered cellmate and uh, <laughs> have a party. Oh, Yikes. yippee! <laughs> well, I just cannot wait. Can you? Uh, no, in, in many respects, uh, I'll tell you... Uh, we have so much to be thankful for, mm -hmm. but I have hated these last two years yeah. what people of every political stripe and every level of government, federal, provincial, municipal, what they've done to people to mm -hmm. destroy their lives, to have them fired from their jobs, to have their businesses put into bankruptcy. I have hated this world, yeah. uh, Natasha. And just as we're clawing our way out of this deep, dark pit, mm -hmm. you have our necromancer, Corella de Villa, saying, oh, no, 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 I'm not done yet uh, with making your lives uh, miserable uh, quite yet. So uh, I'm, uh, I'm taking her advice with a um, shovel full of salt, my friend. I think that's excellent. I think that's the only approach at this point. <laughs> yes. Um, should we maybe talk about how the feds are considering changing the definition of fully vaccinated now? Oh, I didn't even see that one. Do tell. Oh, yes. What is fully vaccinated? Well, it's up for debate. Uh, they're not even sure yet. But yet CTV <sighs> had nothing else to report on. So they decided to write this up. Um, so it basically... Uh, Ottawa, the federal government will consider whether to include booster shots in the next version uh, of the COVID-19 vaccine mandate for workers. Uh, great. Because the vaccines have worked so well so now, far. You said booster shots, plural. So that means number uh, shot number three and four. I think that I think so. Like the article doesn't actually say which number. And then they're also considering scrapping the vaccine mandate altogether, which is what they should do, considering most provinces have basically said, nah, out with them. The passport. So it, 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 
Natasha, we know from looking across the pond to Israel, the most vaxxed up yeah. country in the world, I believe. And that's at least the, it was at, at recently. Yeah, definitely. And yet we see people um, still transmitting the coronavirus. Yeah. So why do they think this is a, a magic bullet? in the first place. Again, I think it goes back to what you were talking about earlier, money. We just got to yep. follow the money at this point. I mean, didn't Trudeau like buy a huge stock of vaccines that would like last up to like yep. 2020 whatever? Like so we have an endless supply. Maybe he just wants to get rid of them. I don't know. It's it's weird. It's we should be questioning this though. Yeah, well, you know, this is the same prime minister that said the budget will balance itself, <laughs> so maybe the virus will balance itself too. Whatever <laughs> that means. You know, I see we just got a minute on the clock. Do we have any more super chats before we uh sign off? Yeah. I think we have them coming up on the screen shortly, but um Okay. So are you going to get your 10th booster? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. And uh, But, you know, seriously, though, what I'm concerned about, uh, Natasha, is for so many people who haven't got the vaccination, mm -hmm. when are we going to be able to leave the house arrest, which yep. is Canada? When can I yeah. go across the Peace Bridge to Buffalo even? Um, and... It might be years. Yeah, I mean, my parents are in Vancouver. My family's there. I want to see them. <laughs> I have friends there. I'm, that's where I'm from. It, like, I cannot see. If something happens to my parents, God forbid, I can't go. Well, you know what? Um, all I can say is a Mini Cooper gets good gas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Going to need some time off. No, I'm just kidding. But you um, know what? But seriously, I, I don't ma mean to make light of that, but you're absolutely right. Not only an airplane, yeah. but we can't get on a train yeah. either. Yeah, via yeah. rail, I think, is requiring proof of vaccination. Yeah. It, and it's just insane. And We're prisoners. And what happens um, if and when, and I think it's imminent, isn't the U.S. ending its... Uh, border crossing vaccination mandate, or, or did I did I? I'm actually that? not sure, but that's okay. But if looking, and when they yeah. do, and we still have ours in place, how does that make sense? It makes no sense. So only one can get in, but how do you get back? Yeah. Like it doesn't even make sense. Yeah. It's incredible. It's so. incredible. Let's wrap up with our chats. All right. This is from Mike Canada. Many sources tell me the official launch date for digital ID in the UK is April 22nd. We need to make sure this is not enforceable in Canada or the government may know who does what in any bathroom. Yeah, this is a good question for those who are uh, running for Conservative Party leadership election, questioning them on this. I think that would be interesting to hear their take and how they're planning on pushing back. Isn't April 22nd Earth Day? Oh. And not to be confused with Earth Hour. That was in March, folks. Oh, you know, my favorite day. <laughs> favorite day of the year, Earth Hour. <laughs> What, what do you do during Earth Hour? Oh, you party like it's 1799, well, turning I'm off all the, all the things that make life in the 21st century so enjoyable. Oh, okay. I'm out. <laughs> Unless there's a mini bar. Uh, Mike Canada, can you get Lewis Brackpool to look into this digital ID starting tomorrow in the UK? Yeah, sure. We definitely will. Thank you for your uh, yeah. super chat and your rumble rant. And Lewis is doing a great job. Yeah, he's great. And uh, what a great person he is. And yeah. you know what? Uh, when we get off uh, the uh, show, we let's reach out to Lewis. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We will. Yeah. Thank you. This is from CJD. Genderless hospital rooms are also a problem. Men and women are separated only by a curtain. Behind that curtain, they are washed, dressed, bathed, and toileted. I did not know that, but that is disgusting. Yeah. 
That's uh, horrific. But is it surprising no. the way we're going? No, especially no. not in Canada. I mean, you know, our feminist prime minister just... Indeed, when you have UK hospitals, we reported this last week, asking male patients, are you pregnant? Yes. <laughs> Part of the admission in the hospital. And I would just like to say, for the record, uh, <laughs> only women can get pregnant, okay? Only women. You know what? Uh, that would be considered transphobic in the crazy world we live in, you know? Yeah, well, as I've said, our show, Misunderstood, is we talk about this a lot. We're already considered transphobes and, and bigots. You know and Men have to be so grateful that you get pregnant and have babies, Natasha, because yeah. I think if men had to endure that kind of pain, folks, we're looking at our extinction event. Okay? I think so, too. <laughs> I think so, too. So let's celebrate that that's something only women can do, yeah. folks. Yeah. Do we have any more? Oh, yeah. Yes, we do. This is from Mike Canada. People added pronouns to their names since COVID season started. I hope future generation of kids aren't given only one gender of he, him, she, her, they, when there <laughs> should only be boys and girls. Yeah. Yeah. The whole pronoun thing. Never trust someone with pronouns in their bio. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I I think it's rife for mockery. And, uh, yeah. and forget about it, he, him, she, her. There's also this Zzer. Yeah, there's like, there's even weirder ones than that. <laughs> if you guys scroll on Instagram, you can add your pronouns now. Read through some of them. I don't even know those were words. Like, you know, uh, I, I, I'll, I'll get a lot of flack for this, but I really think there are many in the radical transgender movement, uh, Natasha, that are mentally ill. Oh, for sure. And here's the thing. Uh, unlike, you know, the emperor's new clothes, when the boy pointed out the king was naked, he wasn't wearing a new cloak. Um, today, when you point out the obvious, when you point out common sense, you are some kind of a phobic or, you know, isist yeah. person. Uh, they have to label yeah. you somehow. They yeah. do. Oh, yeah. So uh, any more chats here? Beautiful. Okay. Thank you. From Mike Canada again. Thank you. Uh, to mask lovers whining about the rising costs, here's one thing that costs zero dollars <laughs> oxygen that your body really needs. Now take your mask off, go outside and breathe in fresh air. Your body thanks you. Amen, Mike. Amen. 100%. Couldn't have put it better myself. Isn't that fantastic, too, uh, in recent days, those who are, you know, uh, you know, getting rid of their masks, Natasha, that you can see faces again. It's you can so see smiles. nice. And I feel like whenever I go into a store now and I see someone who's maskless, I feel like they're an ally in a way because they're because, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, in Toronto, it's a progressive city. It, you know, it's very divided, I think, on the COVID debate. And um, it's just so refreshing to see someone know that you're kind of on the same page, you know. Uh, you are 100% right, Natasha. I think right now when the authorities are saying you don't need to wear a yeah. mask and you're wearing a mask when you're by yourself outdoors, I think this is not about a virus anymore. No. I think it's political. Oh, for sure. I did a commentary on this. I likened it to, you know, a Muslim lady wearing the hijab, uh, you know, a Christian wearing the cross, uh, a Sikh gentleman wearing a turban. It's to say, you know, religion. You're on team Islam, team Christianity, yeah. team Sikhism, and those wearing a mask. What they are saying, I think, Natasha, I'm pro-big government, mm -hmm. I'm pro-big lockdown, I'm pro-being told what to do. And they'll throw you under the bus. Yeah. So I think it's it's almost um, a favor, a courtesy, since we can't read minds, unless you're the amazing Kreskin or the Great Ravine, um, <laughs> you, um, you know where somebody stands on the political ideology mm -hmm. map 
when they're still wearing a mask, when even the governments are saying, no, you don't need to wear it anymore. Yeah, those people, I, I don't I don't trust those people. They are not your ally, friends. <laughs> they are not your ally. <laughs> Do we got any more chats? Two, Two more, more chats. Okay. All right. This is from Mike Canada. Thank you. To those wearing masks outside, you might as well wear a hazmat suit. By then, you may know oxygen outside is healthy to breathe in, despite what your favorite government official's opinion is. Yeah, I think you're right. Just wear a hazmat suit at this point. Well, I'll tell you, in the beginning of COVID, uh, when we went out to the airport, um, especially to uh, talk to people arriving from China, um, there were people uh, that they were maybe one helmet away from a hazmat suit, the way they were flying. My favorite uh, it, is like was... those Bane masks that you've seen people wear. I I just... The Batman villain. Yeah, Bane, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's one of the greatest lines in that film, uh, The Dark Knight Rises, when the FBI agent says to Bane, uh, will it hurt if I remove your mask? And Bane says, yes. Well, I guess I... For you? <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Um, Go ahead. <laughs> this is from David Bird 14. Thank you. Remove God's word from our nation the farther our freedoms go. Pastors are being jailed for feeding the needy and preaching the gospel message. We should expect censorship. This is spiritual warfare. I would be, I would have to agree. There's definitely a clear attack on Christians in this country. Um, it's, it's shocking that our government doesn't care. And the worst province, I would suggest, yeah. Natasha, is Alberta. Thousand percent. Where the premier, Mr. Kenny, was when he was part of the Harper cabinet, was the author of that religious freedom yes. bill. Yeah, and Sheila did a video <laughs> about that uh, not too long ago. Yeah, it's it's insane. It, it, it's an upside down bizarro Superman world. It is, is it not? Well, listen, we're all out of time. Thank you so much Thank for those you. who tuned in. Uh, thank you to uh, super producer Olivia and Efren. A special thank you to all of those who gave us those uh, do-re-mi chats. That's how we keep the lights on. And thank you, Natasha, for filling in for the she-devil herself. Uh, you did a wonderful job, and I'm very grateful of it. Well, thank you. It's always a blast. Well, thank you. And tomorrow there'll be two other rebels to be determined in this space at this time. And in the meantime, folks, as always... Stay sane! The Calgary Police uh, Commission is supposed to be an independent body, and yet City Hall is supposedly having meetings with it every, every Tuesday. Plus the fact we have two councillors on that commission who voted to def... Well, one of them voted to defund, that was Giancarlo. And the other one, Walcourt, um, he's uh, a member, an active member of BLM, and both of them want to defund the police. So we definitely have some conflict of interest here, and all of a sudden they seem to be able to dictate what the police are allowed to do. So they're, they're actually getting them to do illegal things as well.